You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Thrilled that you're here. I'm Deborah Eckerling. I'm author of Your Goal Guide, a roadmap for setting, planning, and achieving your goals, and creator of the Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. And I am all about helping people figure out what they want and how to get it, whether it's their personal goals, professional goals, event goals. And every week, I bring in three friends to dive deep into the topic of the week. And then on Thursday, it will magically turn into an episode of the Deb Show podcast. So whether you're watching this live or the replay or listening to us, we are so glad you're here choosing yourself and your goals. And it is new year, new you. So of course, we've got to look at goals from all angles. And this week, we're talking about professional goals. And I've got really a wonderful panel today. I've got my dear friend, Alan Klein, fellow mango author, ambassador of light, and just all around amazing human being. I've got Marsha McComber, also, well, you're all amazing human beings. I feel like I I set the bar really high, which is fine. I could go with that. But Marsha and I met through our friend, uh, Lisa Reed, and she's been on before. I've been on her radio show, and she is a website and graphic designer. So she's got the, the branding aspect of really branding yourself into the new year. And then also Christy Watts, who I just met last year through Laura Leach, um, who invited me to speak to the International Association of Career Coaches. And I'm like, you're awesome. Come on down to the Dub Show. So here we are. And again, it's the beginning of the year. I do start the new year in December. So I really do two months of new year, new topics. But we're at that time of year where everybody's kind of like, Okay, set the resolutions. Now what? Well, we're going to reel it back and really help you take those goals and turn them into reality because that's why we're all here. So friends, please take a minute to introduce yourselves and we'll go from there. Alan? Me first. Okay. So (laughs) I am a jollytologist. It's a trademark word. Um, showing people how to use humor and laughter and um, to lighten their life and to get more enjoyment out of their life. And I also recently wrote a book on awe, A-W-E, and this whole new science about it. In fact, uh, this week alone, New York Times had an article about the benefits of awe and how it can help us connect with each other. So, um, I've written 30 some odd books. I'm uh, an award-winning professional speaker and um, an all-around nice guy. 
<laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, that's that is really who you are. Thank you so much for ju- jumping in today. Uh, Marsha, please introduce yourself, share who you are, why you're here. And yeah, we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, Deborah, thank you so much for the invitation to be here today. I really looked forward to it. And of course, since we're talking about professional goals, I saw it as a great motivator uh, to get my goals looked at, reviewed, and get underway with that kind of project because we're all really great procrastinators, right? Uh, so it was highly motivating for me to get going on that. Uh, I am I headquartered. <laughs> I'm headquartered in Sonoma, California, where it is raining, 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 raining. Uh, I do website design, graphic design, uh, email marketing, and online marketing for my clients. Uh, I've been doing radio also in Sonoma for a number of years where I introduce guests like Deborah and many others uh, who can benefit the members of the Sonoma community through their services, whether or not that's through a business service or through, through some sort of community nonprofit. Uh, and I do that every week. Um, so that that's me. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're here. And I'm really thrilled that, that being on the show motivated you to uh, set some goals. So we'll definitely dive in there in a minute. But first, let's meet Christy. Hi, Christy. Hi there. It's so nice to be here. Thank you, Deborah, for the invitation, of course. Um, So I am a career coach and I sit in the middle of the United States in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I've been coaching since 2017. I just looked that up. And for me, um, people say, well, what's a career coach? Well, my track is getting you ready to do the job search. So we work on how do we search, we work on the interview piece, we work on the resume piece, the LinkedIn, so we get you prepared, and then I hold your hand while you go through the interviews that might be fun or might be ugly or the the letters that come back and say thanks but no thanks, and so I just sit with you and and we brainstorm and talk about different ideas too, to land that ideal job. Um, I was featured in Forbes and I was in Forbes for an article about ageism in the workplace. And uh, I had done a webinar on that to help people who are over the age 50 plus kind of what are some tips and tricks for you. So that tends to be the space I work in quite a bit. As for a specific career, it doesn't matter to me. It is all about the person. And I can learn about the career, your career track or where you want to go, but it's really about you and what you're looking for. So um, again, thank you, Deborah, for letting me speak tonight and be with these other two wonderful people. Well, one of the things that I love about doing this is because I know so many people in so many different areas, it's would your paths cross? Probably not. And now we, we all get to dive in today. So it's the beginning of the year. And as anybody who knows me knows, every day, every month, every week is the opportunity to reset your goals and really go full force into the new year. So before we dive into some some tips for other people, I would love to know what your goals are professionally for the year. Um, 
Alan. I, I'm guessing it has something to do with bringing light uh. to the world. <laughs> But what else, what other professional goals do you have this year? Well, I've been, um, I don't know if this is bringing light. I think it's bringing light. I I thought I wrote my last book, The Off Factor, and that was my last book. But suddenly all these incredible stories are either coming in my life now or um, I think about from my past. And so for the last few months, I've been writing a story a week and I took off the holidays and now I'm back writing again. Um, so I've been writing those stories and somebody asked me yesterday, what are you going to do? Where are you publishing these? Do you have a blog? Do you, you know, where are these? And I told her I'm writing these for myself. Um, whether it'll be a book, I don't know. Whether I'll post it anywhere on the internet, I don't know. But I am getting incredibly uh, wonderful um, feeling just writing these stories. Um, the one I wrote last week um, was, I'm trying to think exactly what it was, because I, <laughs> I that was last week, and this is this week. <laughs> um, oh, I know. It was, I called it Pieces of Cork. And just quickly, it was, we went to a restaurant and the waiter came over and a high-end restaurant and the waiter came over and said, they were opening a bottle of wine and the corks uh, shattered. And now uh, there's all these uh, pieces of cork, they can't serve the wine, but they could strain it if we would like to taste it. And it was a dry bottle of Riesling. And I only know Riesling as a sweet dessert wine. Yeah. And so we tasted it. It was an incredible, they wanted a hundred dollars a bottle, but we were getting these samples for free and it started me on this path. That's the whole story of how now I am a fan of dry Riesling. I've been to wine tastings. I bought cases of it. Um, and I conclude by talking about how kind of not knowing that, you know, the pieces of cork were going to lead me anywhere, but also how the pieces of cork were like the people that flow through our life and lead us in di different directions that we may not even know we're going, you know, we knew that we're there. And because of those pieces of cork, I now have this whole new kind of um, appreciation for a different kind of wine and um, notice more of the pieces of cork and people <laughs> um, who are maybe opening doors for me that I never really uh, knew about or knew would be opened. So I, I don't know if that's a goal or not, but it's um, something I'm um, trying to do every week is write a story from my life. I think it counts as a goal. And I, first of all, you just always have such a wonderful take on everything. But isn't that what life is there for, is to go see where it takes us? So yeah. I really, I love that analogy, but I also love that for you, the writing the story a week, I think that's a wonderful goal for you because I'm sure you could write five stories a week and not run out because you've got, so such rich experience through every single facet of your career. 
Yeah, you know what I find with writing one story, it often triggers something in my mind about something else. And I write down, I could write about that. And so mm-hmm. I have a little list of, of things I want to still write about. I don't think I'll run out because uh, <laughs> so many things happen, you know, in life that um, I find fascinating and, and want to write about. That's Amazing. And I want to do a quick shout out to my friend, John Chen, who's watching from Seattle. Hi, John Chen. Uh, if you don't know John, he is a wonderful virtual MC and virtual meeting producer. And he just produced the Star Marketing Summit, or I'm sorry, MC the Star Marketing Summit, um, the Sherry Brindle uh, hosted over the weekend. And really good to see you, John Love your energy, and I love usually I'm tuning into you. So thank you for tuning into us. If you want to share your professional goals, that's what we're going around talking about right now. And Marsha did her homework in anticipation. So what are your professional goals for the year? Oh my goodness. Um, well, first of all, I want to say I'm not done with all. It, it really takes me through the whole month of January. Um, So that's one thing I want to say. The second thing is there's no right or wrong answer for everybody on how to do those. Um, The point is to try to actually get in there and to try to come up with the goals. Now, I, I tend to work with the SMART goal system. I'm not sure how well that corresponds with the DEB system. Um, in terms of the acronym, but uh, I'm big on measuring um, results. So I have set a goal for 2023 that I want to increase my revenues by 15% um, across the board uh, and generally all, you know, all relations to that and how I get there, raise the bar on all of that. So I have a number of things I'm looking at in terms of how do I want to achieve that? Do I just want to, do I just want to put in 15% more time to raise those revenues or do I actually want to have less time in which case I would either have to raise my rates or come up with new special products in order to achieve that 15%. So that's still kind of up for debate. But in looking at how I did the past year, which I did not make my goals incomplete, I wanted to give myself a little wiggle room to think more about how I'm going to get there. <laughs> so that, that's a big part of it. And, but it works. And so first to answer your first thing, I'm not a huge fan of SMART goals. I mean, I think SMART goals are fine for a tool. But if all you're using is SMART goals, then you're missing out. I am really big on the foundation. So I think, and the way you said it is actually more Deb than SMART. It's, I want, this is my intention for the year. Now let me look at how I'm going to get there. Yeah. So that definitely works. And to think about what are the different things you can do to get there. One of the things that I like to do, because I don't, as the goal guru that I, I believe I am, um, I like to think of it in, in terms of four projects. So I'm going to do four projects through the course of the year. Usually I know some of them, but you never know what's going to surprise you along the way. So that's the way that I like to look at, 
at things in terms of the professional goals. John Chen's, thank you, is to increase net profit by 50%. I gold stars for that one. Um, and then we have another comment that is a little typo. So I'll go back to it in a second. Um, so I could see if I could determine sure. what, what it is to say. But so Christy, what about you? What are your professional goals for the year? So I actually just met my goal by showing up here tonight. So I'm done. I'm out. You're done. Wait, where's the gold star? (laughs) Excellent. Um, One of my goals that I set late, late last year was to actually do more public speak. I'll call it public speaking. Um, I like to public speak. I have honestly been doing it since I was about 10 years old. Um, and so that was my goal. I get lonely with, you know, a client here and a client there. I love to meet and connect with other people and especially across the United States and across, um, internationally as well. So my goal for the year was to do more webinars and I guess the fallout from that or the, what's going to happen, which is going to be awesome is I'm just going to connect and meet more people. And hopefully get clients along the way, but. Well, and and I'm sure you heard me say this when I did the webinar for your group last fall, you can't reach your goals on your own. You need your people. So getting out there and speaking more is a wonderful way to do that. I'm sure Marsha, you know this because you host as well. There's no better way to meet people than by hosting. And at least for me, Um, My guests are either people I know or people who came ridiculously highly recommended from people I know. So very rarely is there um, a stranger that comes on my show unless we we've crossed paths. So uh, what do you uh, how do you do it, Marsha? I know that we met because Lisa referred me to your show and I said, oh, you have to come on here as well. Right. So um, for the most part, there they are people I know or I've been referred to and introduced to. Um, there are a fair number of authors uh, of new books um, that I get um, fed through a PR firm whom I've never met. Um, and they are, they are, you know, working the circuit. There is a circuit of working radio shows across the country to promote your books. Um, and they are working that group, getting up at, you know, four in the morning and doing all the morning shows and, and various shows. Uh, and so I get a fair number of new people that way whom I've never met. So that's another part, that's another aspect to how I get my introductions made. Nice. Um, and I think I have two other people who are going to want to be on your radio show. So meet my friend, Alan, meet my friend, Christy. <laughs> Um, Deb, I'd like to just um, have a word about Christy wanting to be a speaker because I'm a professional speaker, uh, an award-winning professional speaker, um, and I learned 99% about speaking from the National Speakers Association. I don't know if you've heard of them, but... Mm -hmm. And they also have a lot of coaches, so you fit right in. Um, But I almost failed speech in college. I got, I think, a D minus. 
Really? I hated speaking in front of a group. <laughs> and, See, it, it, and I did competitive public speaking all through college. Uh, wow. So there you go. That's great. Yeah. And so, usually most towns, you know, if you're looking to get your feet wet, for those who are listening or watching, uh, most towns have some sort of a Toastmasters chapter mm -hmm. to just get up and practice because it does take practice. Right. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, um, you know, you have local organizations that are always looking for speakers and it's a great way to practice new material. Um, and then what happens is people will hear you, love you, and say, could you come and speak to, to our group? <clears throat> I remember I gave a, a speech for free, and a nurse was in the audience, and she said, we're having a nurse's lunch. Can you come and speak? Uh, we'll give you lunch. <laughs> and I did, and from that I got like three other engagements, and they paid me $25. You know, then there was a meeting planner in one of those meetings who said, we're having a state convention. Can you come? And I got a couple of thousand dollars. And it just like talking about meeting people. If you are good, they're going to want you. You know, word will get out. And uh, meeting planners talk to each other. So maybe there's one meeting planner that loved you and they'll tell another meeting planner who will want you and it, so I've, I've done it for over 20 years. And uh, as I said, I have a uh, certified speaking professional designation from the National Speakers Association. And even though I was a ne never a Toastmaster, I have an international Toastmaster award that they gave me. Um, so, and, I, and I was afraid of speaking, you know, through most of my life. Um, yeah. So, I, I yeah, I highly recommend going going after speaking engagements. Thank you. Uh, so two things. Okay, 12 things to add. Um, in two weeks, speaking goals is the topic of Gold Chat Lives. So you're definitely going to want to tune into that. I've got Annie P. Ruggles, who's seconding the fabulosity of the NSA, which is a speaker, which has Speaker University for new speakers. And also, Alan... You and Annie are one degree of separation. She's Kathy Pisanese's daughter. Uh-huh. Um, so so you'll because the world is tiny. Yeah. The, <laughs> way back from AATH, which is um the is it it's the American Association of Therapeutic of Therapeutic Humor. American Association of Therapeutic Humor. Ooh, I remember that. Without American Association. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> now you stumped me. <laughs> uh, because we're worldwide now, so it can't be American, I don't think. Okay, so now I've got to Google while oh, I we're know. talking. Oh, I, I got it. I got Association, Association for Applied, for applied and Therapeutic humor. humor. And could I put a plug in here? But I am... Speaking about speaking, I am the closing keynote speaker for their conference this year at the end of April in Tempe, Arizona. Wow. So Amazing. Um, I've Send got me the it link. Right I'll put here. it in the show notes. Send me the link. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I, it's funny because, you know, I don't know if you know, but uh, organizations ask for proposals. So I got mine and I thought, I've spoken a number of times there. I was president of the organization. And I thought, oh, it might be fun to combine my first book, The Healing Power of Humor, with my last book, The Awe Factor, and see if there's any humor in awe. But I hadn't written about that in either a book, but I just made up some stuff that I thought I could talk about, thinking, okay, I'll be chosen for a breakout session. There might be 15, 20 people, no problem. And then I got the acceptance letter. Congratulations, you're our closing keynote speaker. <laughs> and I thought, now I've got to put together this, you know, pretty polished <laughs> presentation. So. Gold well, star for you. Gold star for you, Alan. That <laughs> is amazing. You. But that's also the purpose of, you know, taking the leap. What if I put these two things together? Let's see what happens. So I love that. Um, another shout out. John Chen is an NSA Northwest Seattle member. Um, the other thing, Christy, I don't know if we've spoken about innovation women before. John and Annie are also members of that. It's a self-service uh, speakers platform for women. Okay. Um, so remind me and I'll put, when I do the recap, which will be at the devmethod.com slash blog, we will put a bunch of speaking resources because I love this tangent. Uh, I also want to say a hi to Emily Kroon for tuning in. I love to see your, your face. I imagine it smiling. This is what she wrote. Love to see your smiling face. I'm smiling back. I see you smiling back at us. Thank you for tuning in, Emily. And Thomas Naylor is tuning in as well. Thank you. And if you're watching live or the replay, what are your professional goals for this year? We want to know what they are and how we could support you because, you know, perfect example, Christy wants to speak. Here are some resources. What can we do to help make this your perfect, absolutely best year possible? Um, the other thing, so while we're on you, Christy, you're, let's talk about career coach land. Cause a lot of people, their professional goal is to either get a new job, get a better job, elevate their career, change their career. What is the first thing someone whose goal it is to be, to have a career change? What is the first thing they need to be doing for that? <clears throat> I'm going to tell you the absolute very first thing, and maybe this seems very, very simple, but it, it's a struggle for some people, is to actually make that decision. And they think about it. They talk about it. Um, some people have something in their gut. You know, we read our, we listen to our, what our body tells us. Um, and once they make that decision, then it's your tools. And I encourage anybody out there that if you think you may switch a job in the next year, two years, five years, go ahead and put your resume together. That is the hardest document that people struggle with. And um, many resumes that I receive don't have the current job on there. So then I say, you've got to go get the information for me so that we can 
you know, put your current job on and then rearrange all the other things in the resume and, and do all the fun tricks that we do. Um, and it's a struggle. Like today, somebody said, oh, yeah, yeah, I got to fill out for my new job. I'll put a couple bullet points down. Well, if you look at a job posting, it's not two bullet points. There's like 10 or 12. And there's qualifications. And there's all kinds of things. And so really getting your mind wrapped around, are you thinking about it? Is it in the future? And then getting your job put together so you can put that on your resume. Um, so I think that to me, that's really what I see the most is that people need to decide and then start getting your tool ready. I think that decision, well, it, <laughs> that's really the first step for any goal, right? Is saying, this is not okay. The, it is the time for me to create change, whether it's your choice or sometimes it's circumstance. So I love that the first step. And sometimes it takes people a while to come to terms with the fact, right? Absolutely. I've got a, a, a gentleman right now and he's been thinking about it for two years. And part of what a career coach does is encourage and allow that person to see themselves uh, a little bit more differently, uh, maybe bigger than what they were before, or even worthy of something better. And so he made the decision to call me and we talked on the phone. He was still a little bit, you know, unsure. He's like, ah, I, you know, I don't know what's out there. I, I, I don't know. And so I encouraged him to just go, I call it shopping, just go shopping on the job search boards. And he came back and he is interviewing for two or three fantastic positions that puts him in the leadership role instead of being underneath the leader and expands him. Um, how do I want to say this? But instead of managing one thing, he's going to be managing multiple. Um, so um, I guess I wrap that up with, yeah, it's just not being afraid because many are afraid to go look to go shop and consider something different. We get a little bit loyal, right? Like that's what happened to me in my corporate career. I got very loyal and I should have left. And by the time I left, other people were making double what I did. They had more of a flexible schedule. I actually saved money when I stayed home. So um, yeah, I think just getting over that fear and knowing that you are worth it. I have a question. Um, you talk about making the decision, and I wonder where does passion um, come in with your coaching? Asking people what their passion is, because I have found um, when I was younger, I I was taken to see my first Broadway show, and I want in New York City, and I wanted to be the scenic designer who made the pictures, and I got into Yale Drama School. It was a three-year master's, and I got kicked out after the first year. And I had such a passion. I mean, since seven years old, I wanted to be a designer. And now I was told, you can't be a designer. You know, the leading drama school in the country kicked me out. And I thought to myself, nobody could tell me I'm not a designer. I had that passion. And so I went back and um, finally got in the scenic design union and work for CBS television as a designer for 10 years. 
but I kind of credit uh, and later on in life with speaking and writing, you know, people said I couldn't write a book. There's so many books a year. Most of them don't make their advance back or don't get published. There was a passion that nobody could tell me I can't do it. So I wonder where that comes in when you're coaching clients, talking about their passion and what they want to do in the world. It's really in that beginning stage too. Like when, when they come to me and we talk about their desire to move, the, the really the next question is, well, what do you want to do? And then we start to sort through that. Where I see it really become prominent for the person is when they start to do those searches. Now, we set some goals and we don't do that right away because <laughs> When you start to go look for a job, it's different. The titles are different than the job postings, right? So you got to read each job posting. And so once they do a little bit of searching and then we start narrowing things down, but I always go with what their passion is. So if they want to pivot, you know, and do something completely different, we're going to go with that. We're going to... Uh, We're going to go through that process till they feel comfortable. And if they want to do the same thing, if they still want to, um, let me think of somebody who wants to still want to be in accounting after being out for several years, we're going to go look at accounting jobs. Mm -hmm. And I also tell, I also ask them, how does this feel when you read this job description? How do you feel? That's what happened to me. I was ready to re-enter the workforce and I signed up with a recruiting agency and they sent me three different um, job postings for interviews and I read them all and I almost threw up. And I knew at that point I was. That's a sign. Yeah. yeah. I was not going to go back into that corporate wheelhouse just quite yet. So that's when I started my coaching. So I really am. Um, um, I, re- I really am very much want people to end up where they're passionate about what they want to do. We just kind of have to do that throughout the whole co- coaching process, but we do start somewhere with that. So thank you, Alan. Thank you. And your gut does not lie. If you are mm-hmm. sick looking at opportunities, then they are not the right opportunities or um, as I like to say, when you love what you do, it shows when you don't love what you do. It really, really, really shows. Mm-hmm. So, Marsha, you are, we're, we're going to put on your, we played with your radio show hat. Let's put on your graphic designer, web designer hat, because this time of year is the perfect opportunity to refresh your branding and your website. Yeah. yeah. So, same question, but different. What is the first thing people need to do if their goal is to give their brand a refresh in the new year? Great question. Um, When I first talk with prospects or existing clients who want to revisit these things, um, my first question is, what's, what's your intention? What is your, what is your goal with undertaking a rebranding or a new website? Or they say, oh, you know, I want new written materials. What's the motivation? Is it uh, the, I'm going to do this so it's going to get me new clients. Not necessarily specific enough. 
So I will do a lot of due diligence conversation with them in terms of what are they hoping to achieve out of this? Because um, you can go down the, the, the machinations of doing all that work and still not be happy with the result. So it's very important to get clear on what you think you're going to achieve. Um, an example I had with somebody um, a while back was a desire to send out a postcard, wanted to, to reach everybody in the local market about her services. And I was like, what, what are you going to put on this postcard? And of course, she wanted the postcard because she was expecting this was going to bring her a lot of business. But as I walked her through the steps of marketing basics to find out, all right, when somebody reads a postcard, first of all, a lot of the time they go straight into the circular file and you're forgotten with your marketing. Um, sometimes if you're really lucky with a postcard or maybe even the third postcard they receive from the same person, they go, you know, I'm really interested in that. I'm still not ready. Maybe they put it on their refrigerator or they put it in a tickler file. That's if you're really lucky. But the goal often is to get them to pick up the phone. And if they pick up the phone, you're really lucky because so many people don't want to do that. Now we're the age of the Internet. So people want to go and look at what you have to offer on a website. Oftentimes they will do that long before they will pick up the phone to you. Mm -hmm. The problem she had was she didn't have a website yet for this particular line of work and business. She had a website for something else, but not for this. So we went through a long discussion before she realized what she really wanted was the website so that people would have a place to look over her offering to bring her business. And just think, we could have gone through that whole process of creating um, you know, a postcard and all of this, and maybe it wouldn't have brought her any business because there was no bridge between the information and just putting a phone call on a postcard. So you have to keep in mind the way that people process and are willing to deal with information and make those steps. Because if you miss a major step, people are not necessarily willing to make that leap of faith. You have to think in terms of that Indiana Jones sequence, you know, Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade, where he has to take that leap of faith across a chasm to move forward. And that's, that's what a lot of it has to do with. I think setting goals and setting the intention for your life, that's all it is, is the leap of faith saying, okay, when I think about the life I want, this is what it looks like. What do I need to do to get there? So I think leap of faith, it it's applicable, whether it's writing goals, speaking goals, career goals, or branding goals, right. you need to start with what you want. Yeah. And I was thinking a lot about what Christy was saying about helping her clients through the job coaching program. And one of the processes that I go through with my clients and also with myself that I'm sure Christy has a version of is what's known in the marketing world as the SWOT analysis. 
Mm-hmm. Anybody know what the SWOT analysis is? It's your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, mm-hmm. and threats. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when you get to this time of year and it's gray and dark and frustrating, and you're looking at your goals and everything feels kind of dry, that you just, you know, you feel like it's like a homework assignment and, you're, and your passion's not coming through. Sometimes you have to flip it around and go, okay, what am I good at? What are my strengths? What are the things that I'm not good at? What are, what are the opportunities that I'd like to explore? And what are the things that make me nervous, i.e. the threats? That could be competition. It could be some people in the same line of work as you um, and all those different things. And if you just start asking yourself these questions, And answering them, whether it's writing it out or talking it out loud, to go through that, it then, like Alan was talking about, it triggers an idea of, oh, yeah, I've always wanted to go down and check this out. So, you know, start Mm -hmm. asking yourself those questions and it starts getting the gray cells churning and thinking and hooks you into the passion that Alan and Christy were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes, Alan, you want to say something? Yeah, the, um, throughout the session today, this wonderful session, I heard the word intention a number of times. And um, Deb, when you asked me to be on this um, fun session, I thought, I don't know too much about goals. Why did she ask me? And then I thought, I have a TED Talk about the power of intention. And intention is really like your goal, right? It's like, what do I want to accomplish? So in in that TED Talk, I have five ways of harnessing your goal or your intention. So if I may, I just quickly, it might help your listeners Um, go over those five ways. And I think we've been talking about some of those. Um, Go for it. Yeah, so first, and we've been talking about this, be very clear of what you want. Um, You know, and I think both Christy and Marsha talked about that in a different way, but you need to to be clear. When I wanted to be a scenic designer at age seven, you know, because I was taken to the theater. I didn't want to be a wrestler or a football player or, you know, although if I was taken to a a wrestling match, maybe I would have wanted to be. But um, so I was very clear. That is what I wanted to be, even at the age of seven. And then the other is um, put it down on paper. I think it, because we could think it up here, but you need to, I think it's so much stronger when you can, see your goal or see your intention. Mm-hmm. And it could be something like a treasure map where you put all the stuff that, you know, if, if you wanted to be a, uh, teach kids swimming, you might have a swimming pool and a bunch of kids and a bathing suit or, you know, whatever it is, but put together a visual thing maybe that, uh, and, and also a verbal thing of your goal. I think that is very helpful. And then the other thing, and I think people don't always get this, is you don't have to know how it's going to happen. You know, I believe there's some other energy working, whether you think it's higher power or spirit or whatever it is. 
you know, that will help you get it if that's right for you. Now, maybe it's not right for you. Maybe there's too much struggle. Um, and I believe if you're struggling too much, it may be either not right or not the right time. Or not yet. Mm-hmm. Not yet, exactly. So um, just put out your goal or your intention and see what happens. I also believe when you put it out in the world, mm-hmm. people help you to get it. The universe, there are connections that happen. Um, you know, I could talk a whole hour on that, but um, and this, I, yeah, go ahead. No, I, uh, oh, no, I'm completely with you on it. Uh, because, you know, the first step in the dev method is determine your mission. And the first part of determine your mission is that visualization. Right. When you think about the life you want, what does that look like? And then where are you now? Where are you going? What is the mission behind it? What's your motto? So, Everything you're saying, I'm just smiling and nodding because, you know, I I believe that as well. And on the subject of why I invited you, you could talk about anything. You always bring such love and light to conversations that I thought you'd be the perfect. About how to make a pie, I don't know how to do that. I have someone for that. It's okay. I have a pie person. So, so you don't have to know how to do it. A lot of people think, well, I don't know. I don't know how to get. You know, how is am I going to? No, 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 no. But the other thing is not only not knowing, and this sounds like a paradox, but also you have to act on it. You know, when I wanted to be a scenic designer, I had to take classes. I had a, you know, I went to theater to see what was happening. I, so whatever it is you wanted, your goal, get involved with that and be around people who are already doing it, like the Speakers Association, because you'll learn so much from those people or more important, I learned from speakers who I thought, you know, I never want to do that on stage. So you learn what not to do sometimes, which is sometimes more important than what to do. And the last thing, and because I'm the world's only jollytologist, <laughs> I can't even say it, um, is lighten up. You know, um, because if if you're struggling with stuff, it's going to show. Someone just said that um, or something like that. You need to, um, people want to hang around with people that are lighter, not bringing them down. And so you're going to attract people that want to help you and, and be around you and, and help you succeed. So um, lighten up, folks. <laughs> um, Amen. Yeah. Very important. I- Agreed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. Alan. Alan's just collecting all the gold yes, stars today. <laughs> gold star guy. You but know, the, and one of the things Alan mentioned that made me think was vision boards. Yeah. Vision boards can help you hone down what your goals are and how you're going to visualize them. So there's another great little tool to use. And there's so much fun to do, you know. Yeah. And and then keep it in front of you all the time as much as you can, because it starts sinking into your being, and you know you start um, becoming that person. If you want to be a ballerina, you know, um, you start carrying yourself like a ballerina with the long neck, and you know. Um, <laughs> Is so. that the next goal for you, Alan? Ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. I don't think so. <laughs> 
but I will say um, I belong to Unity Spiritual Center. And this past Sunday, uh, it's called the White Stone Day. And everybody gets a white stone and you do a meditation. Then you write on it what you want for the year. Wow. Not a goal, but kind of a a feeling or how you want to be in the world or what you want more of in, in the next year. And so mine goes, I guess, along with the fifth thing, lighten up. Mine was joyous. Nice. I want, I want to be more joyous. Yeah. I so. think I have like, I think I got all five and what I'll do is I'll also, I'll put your, your dad X in the recap. So if you go to the debmethod.com slash blog, you will see the recap to this and the other um, Deb show slash Gold Chat Live episodes. So um, I will be sure to include that as well as your amazingly awesome words of wisdom. The the other link I just put in the chat, which will be in the recap, is if you go to the debmethod.com slash VSH, I have a virtual vision board scavenger hunt that will help you put together all those things in your head that you want to create into reality. Yeah. Can I say one more thing about um, the TEDx program? You know, I did it, I had it on my, um, speaking about goals, it was January a number of years ago, and I put on my bucket list, I want to do a TEDx talk that year. By January 30th, I got an unsolicited email asking if I would like to do a TEDx talk. It it was like a miracle. And they wanted me to talk about my humor program. And I thought, no, I just created this TEDx talk by my intention. I want to talk about intention. And so that's what it became. And I thought, okay, you know, get a couple of hits. People, you know, this past month, it hit 130,000 views. It blows me away. That's awesome. <laughs> Who are all these people? <laughs> um, and so uh, I, I don't know what I want to say about that, about terms of goals, but just writing them down sometimes and putting it out in the world, somebody's listening, somebody's seeing, somebody's helping you get what you want. I completely agree with that. And it goes back to you can't reach your goals on your own. You need your people. You need your resources. You need your community, which, again, is why I love these conversations, because you never know what's going to come out when you mix people together, especially the ones who every now and then my my guests know each other. But when I design it right, everybody's becoming friends at the same time. So I, I love all of this. This has been such a fun, motivating conversation. And what I would love from you all now is to gift a goal to our readers. So readers, audience, what is something that they could do today, tonight, tomorrow to really put their goals on the path to success? So uh, Marsha, what goal would you like to gift? Um, you know, something that worked for me that I did actually several years ago when it was very difficult to grasp goals was you take up, you know, like a big piece of craft paper, one of those uh, presentation uh, panels, you know, Mm -hmm. 
that you put up on the wall and give yourself a break. First of all, just let it go stream of consciousness. Don't judge your thoughts and make a column for the things that you do really well, that you, that you love doing whatever comes to mind, do that. And you can make progressive columns for the things that inspire you. In other words, if you're trying to say, boy, I wish I did this better, make a column for that and put those things down. Um, and, and you choose what's important to you about what other columns should be. If you're really focused on um, your competition or a, some sort of concern, put that as a separate column. Write them down, as Alan said, really important. But then what you want to do is you want to come back either every month or once a quarter, whatever works for you, and check off what you've done. I'm doing this well. This I'm getting better at. Mm -hmm. Revise the sheet. But keep it easy on yourself. Don't beat yourself up. So I think that, well, the key thing that you said is don't beat yourself up. You know, be kind to yourself, be expansive, mm -hmm. but do the things that are going to set you up for success. And the other thing that you said, which I have to underscore, is jack things off. Don't scratch them out. Keep a track record of all the things you accomplished. So as you're going through your journey, when you need that motivation, you can say, hey, I did those things. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, because we forget because they're in the past. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, Christy, what goal would you like to gift our audience? So um, I have about a thousand running through my head. <laughs> <laughs> Only a thousand? Yeah, only a thousand. But I, I think that I may have two, if that's okay. Um, I'm going to stop you. My gift go, would be go, go. just to take a, just a little bit of reflection. Are you happy where you're at? And just kind of sit with that. And is there something you could do in your career? Could you do some career development and, and make, you know, change things around for you. Um, I'm, I don't necessarily want to encourage people to jump ship just because they don't like it. Maybe there's something else you can do. Uh, maybe you can apply to a different department or whatever, but just take a moment and just kind of reflect, is this where I want to be in my career? And then the second piece, I would just ask everybody to find your resume, no matter how old it is, <laughs> and figure out where it is and put it in a little special file folder. So that you know where it's at, because if the time comes and sometimes we don't know when there's layoffs and sometimes we don't know when we're ready to shift, you'll know where that is because many clients have no idea where it is. They, they Hold on, Chrissy. I'm not sure where that resume is. So uh, just find it. And that's a small goal. I think. I think they're, they're both good and they both serve different purposes. One is the gut check. Where are you? Are you happy? What can you do to make your life better? And the other is, in case it needs to be a job, have that resume ready for you. So really good ones. Um, Alan, what goal would you like to gift, my friend? I would like to gift um, something that really worked for me, and that is 
hang around with people who are already doing what you want to do. You'll never know what you're going to get out of that. I remember when I wanted to be a speaker, professional speaker, there was a the major conference in the summer in Washington, D.C. I live in San Francisco. It was going to be really expensive. That's when I was making $25 a speech. And someone told me, you should be hanging around with other speakers who are already successful. And I went there, and not only did I learn all tips and tools and techniques, but I met somebody in the elevator, and she said, what do you do? And I told her I teach people how to use therapeutic humor to relieve stress and, and be more well and, and uh, happier. And she said, you should be speaking to nursing home administrators. She said, they are so stressed out. So when I get home, I'll send you the meeting planner's name and contact info of every conference in, in the United States. So there were 50 names on the list. And I started to market to them. And I, I've spoken, this was years ago, but 15 of those uh, states, because some combined their conventions. And that was just because I was hanging around with people already doing. So not only did it bring me business, but I learned how to do what I do better, which I think is the the most important goal of uh, hanging around with those kind of people who are already successful at, at what you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. Agree. Wonderful. Love it. Thank you so much. Um, this has been such, I mean, I'm like, I love these conversations because I get inspired as well. Um, friends, please tell everyone where they can find you. Alan. Oh, on the internet at uh, www.alankline.com, but you got to spell my name right, A-L-L-E-N-K-L-E-I-N.com, or all my books are on book sites like uh, Amazon or Barnes & Noble, even your local bookstore. Could You can see, put my name in, spell it right, and uh, you'll find all my books there. You know, you scared me for a second. I'm like, no, I spelled your name right. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, you, it's right here. Yeah. Yes. Um, fantastic. Thank you, Alan. And Marsha, where can people find you? People can find me at cornucopiacreations.com. It is quite a mouthful, um, but it is doable. Um, and of course, on social media, you can just find me under Marsha Maycumber on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, of course. Uh, you can find me in all those places. Excellent. And Christy, where can people find you? So you can find me at ChristyWattsCoaching.com uh, or on LinkedIn, either one. Awesome. And in the recap, which will be at thedevmethod.com slash blog, I will have the links to everybody's LinkedIn's as well as their websites and some of the things that we mentioned throughout the conversation today. And what a great conversation this has been. Um, I'd love for you all to uh, share a final thought in a second. Um, I'm... <laughs> because I should probably mention where people can find me. I am at the dev method everywhere, yeah. the dev method.com, or you can go to pre event planning.com to learn more about my pre planning workshops, AKA pep talks for um, events, conferences, and 
meetups. Okay, now time for final thoughts. Christy, what final thing would you like to leave everybody with? Um, I, you know, I had it right here. And then you said my name and it went <laughs> this. Um, oh, my final thought was don't be afraid to reach out to a career coach because it's just a conversation. Usually the first phone call's free. Doesn't matter who you're talking to, but you want to make sure you have a nice, it's a nice fit and it's a thing for you to do. So many times I'm afraid, I was afraid to call you. I wasn't really sure what, how this was going to go. Any career coach, just call. Don't be afraid. I, I love to just expound upon that. Don't be afraid to reach out to anybody, <laughs> right? Yeah. If there's if there's someone who's doing what you want to be doing, if there's someone who's a, a good get for your show that you want to ask, ask because mm -hmm. you never know. So really good point. Marsha, what is your final thought? Well, I had one, and then what Christy said made me think of a slightly different one. Now, the first one was building on what Alan said. Uh, go easy on yourself. Don't beat yourself up if you don't have all this elaborate goal stuff written out. Um, but building on what Christy said about asking for help with a career coach, I want to say don't be afraid when you are talking with any type of consultant or expert to ask what you think are the silly questions, okay? You might have it in your head. Something is a silly question. They are usually the very best questions to ask. And I'm gonna elaborate on yours is, don't be afraid to ask anybody the silly questions. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the only way you're gonna get the answers that you need. Alan, final, final thought? Okay, I have three words. Keep it light. Oh, I love it. That's well, that's it. easy enough. <laughs> and and important, and, but you were mentioning this before. When you are light, when you are less stressed, when you are enjoying, when you are your best elevated version of yourself, people are going to want to be around you. They're going to want to help you. Mm -hmm. And it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. So yeah. there Bravo. you go. Well, thank you so much, Alan, Marsha, and Christy for joining today. And if you're watching or listening or tuning in to the replay, thank you for choosing yourself and your goals and giving us this time with you today. Um, whatever goals you, you have, they're yours. Embrace them. Go on out there. Go for it. Because we know you could do it. Thanks for listening to The Deb Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.